No Bull. Powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. For a premier destination near you, head to NoBull.com. Here's Chris, Crespin, and Simone. And a good Monday to you. No Bull with Chris, Crespin, and Simone. Chris Schubert, Sean Crespin here with you on a Monday. Almost forgot what day it was, Sean. There was a pause there that you heard. Forgot what day it was. They're all just starting to blend in together. Days without football just blend together. Oh, my gosh. So bad. We'll make it through, Come though. Come on, really? That's that's how you're going to start the show? You're going to be well, so, Debbie Downer on me? Well, the good thing is, so negative? we've got football topics within the show. We always, There's always something to talk when it comes to football, right? I mean, if you really want to, we can break down Deion Sanders' performance with Jackson State over the weekend. What, 55, 55. nothing? <sighs> got it done. Yeah. Had his stuff Impressive. stolen out of his office while the game was that's going on. Was able to get it back. Um, so, I mean, there's football going on. There's, you know, the FCS football happening right now. NAU up the hill from where we're at. Big Sky gets underway, I believe, next week. So there's football to talk about, Schubert. Which one you want to get into? Yeah, which, week. which which FCS uh, conference do you want to break down today? I'm not. That wasn't a plan on the show today. No <laughs> offense to the FCS schools out there. It wasn't part uh-huh. of the plan today, but maybe the, the show will take us there. This is the one they're talking about. Phoenix Suns back in action tonight, Sean. Portland Trailblazers on the schedule. But you know what I did today? Did my weekly or... Yeah, my weekly trek over to the ESPN NBA Power Ranking, Sean. Rank them. I went and said, hey, where are those Phoenix Suns at? You know where they're at, Sean? Still number five in the Power Rankings. They still sit at number five in the NBA Power Rankings. They cannot be stopped. They're on the cover picture. Chris Paul's in the middle of the cover picture for the story. They have a big game against Portland tonight as they try to uh, continue their hot stretch that they've been on. They, they deserve to be there. The only game they've lost since the last time we talked about the power rankings was that Brooklyn Nets game with the terrible second half that we can just not... Thank God they went out and won the next two on the road so we can just forget about that, just wipe it the, under the table. The just, Brooklyn Nets, the it team never directly happened. above them in the power rankings. The second week. half last Tuesday just never happened because they won against uh, the Grizz and then the Pelicans this weekend. Uh, but, no, they belong there at number five. The question is... The next time I talk to you on this podcast, Schubert, will Chris Paul or Devin Booker be an all-star representative on Wednesday? We will find out tomorrow. I know you're confused as to how this whole thing works, but we will find out tomorrow of the reserves and whether or not Chris Paul and Devin Booker are voted in as either the two backcourt players that are available or the two wildcard spots that... These coaches are available, uh, have at their disposal now, too. So we'll find out tomorrow. Your gut tells you, Schubert, one, well, both two, or none? Both of them. Nah, both they're not getting both. Right. They're not getting both. How are they getting both? There's not enough spots. There's only, four, just, there's only four spots available you, for them. They're not taking up two of them. So wait a minute. You asked me the question, mm-hmm. one, two, or neither. Mm-hmm. And then I said two. And you're like, how are they getting to? There aren't enough spots. Yeah. After you explained all of the ways they could get in well, there's, via there's this four process. spots. There's four spots. Two of them are not going to the Phoenix Suns backcourt. They're not. They're not. They're going to get Season one. 11 to 13. They're going to get, get one. Who would you rather? Who do you think deserves it more? Chris Paul, Devin I got to tell you. Mm-hmm. If we do all of if we do all of this and CP3 gets in and Devin doesn't, yeah, that's going to be going to be interesting. So I'm going both, Sean. I'm going to be a little aggressive. They're you, playing well. You think it's it one fractures? Of the best year. Think it fractures no, the it locker no. room? The whole thing no, implodes. It <laughs> no, it doesn't. Now, in fairness to CP3, yeah. he's been playing pretty well. He's been drinking the secret stuff on the on 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 the uh, you know on the sidelines during yeah. timeouts. 
is probably deserving of being the all-star but i think they both get in i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a little bit optimistic here and say that both of them get in oh, uh, both of them get in okay we have to talk about another nba story because i am i am confused about how the nba is not launching an investigation as we speak into this the timberwolves have you seen this the timberwolves fired their head coach last I night did. after they lost to the to, to the knicks ryan saunders they fire him less than five minutes later sean i get a tweet alert from Woj that says that they have hired their next head coach. They're not doing interim. They are going to hire, I believe, Chris Finch from the Toronto Raptors to a multi-year deal. How on earth does that come together in five minutes? Uh, it doesn't. You clearly had this done beforehand, but why is that an issue? Okay, so I, I, I'll ask this question because they did get permission from the Raptors to talk to Chris Finch, so okay. there's no real tampering issue. Yep. What if why Ryan is this Saunders... Okay. What if Ryan Saunders won the game last night? They were still probably Will making a change. Then? Yeah, probably still making what a if, change. Wh what if he won the – and this is very extreme. It's the Knicks. What if it's not like they went out and beat you know the, the Lakers. What if they didn't lose? What if they just went on an incredible run and just were just unbeatable for like two months? You firing him then? Because yeah. you clearly had this already planned out. Yep. This is this – is, this is organizational mismanagement is what this is. To I do mean, this in this order, it's a mess. It's not great. But I don't think it's what they do wrong. They didn't do anything wrong. What's wrong with it? You, you you have a guy you feel could be a, a solid coach for your team going forward. You're not happy with the current direction. You all they did, Schubert, was answer the question we always tell fans to answer when they're screaming for a it's coach a little, to be to be fired. They did it a little more aggressively. Fire head coach, and we always say, okay, finish your sentence and hire who? They did it. Well, I gotta applaud them. They did it. They fired their coach, and they knew exactly who they wanted to hire. Good for them. I still think there's got to be something that – like, they made the decision of who they were going to replace their coach with before they even fired him, and they had a deal basically worked out. Yeah. Like, that's – like, if I'm – if I like, that makes me feel some sort of way about the Minnesota Timberwolves organization. Like, if I'm a oh. player or I'm – you know, like, I'm like, ah, I don't know, with the way that they handled the Ryan Saunders thing, like – you know, could could I be next in that? He's in that the only. Deal? I don't person, know. It's a bad look. A bad he's look. he's the Ryan Saunders is the only person that should be like, hey, what the hell? But other than that, no, they didn't do anything wrong. They didn't tamper. They saw a guy they wanted as their next head coach. That we know of. They that hired him. There's nothing wrong here. No harm, no foul whatsoever. New coach, move forward. Wow, just just new coach. Who this? No love. Move forward. No, no. Let's go. Okay, I don't know how to move on from that, but I'm going to try to. <laughs> NFL looking to increase TV rights, Schubert. They are, and uh, Mickey Mouse and Disney are potentially going to put up a big roadblock. So yep. the NFL has gone to all their TV partners, which are at this point CBS, Fox, NBC, and Disney, ABC and ESPN. And they said, hey, 100% increase on what we made from the last TV deal for the new TV deal in 2022. Well, Fox apparently is cool with that. Um, NBC, CBS, they're cool with that. Disney's been like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Nah, not us. We're not going to give you a 100% increase. So the NFL, who wants to have this done because th these deals expire in 2022, they want to have this done before the new league year starts on March 17th because this will give, give us a better idea of what the revenues look like for the league and salary cap implications. There's a lot of stuff that goes on here. They want to get this done sooner rather than later. Disney's putting up a big roadblock and saying, wait a minute. No, thank you. Not we don't want a 100% increase. And I got to be honest with you, when Disney says no, like this is a this is a staring contest between of two two of the biggest Goliaths in media. You have the biggest sport on on the earth in the NFL with the biggest media conglomerate in Disney. Like I don't know who's going to blink here. I don't know who's going to lose this battle.
Disney. That's who's going to lose this battle. The the ratings of the National Football League can't be duplicated by anything else. What are you going to put on on ESPN Monday night at 7 o'clock? Bowling? <laughs> what are you going to do while football is being broadcast somewhere else? You think it's going to stop the train of Monday night football? No. So guess what? Football is going to be on elsewhere on Monday night. Somebody will pay it. Maybe it's... Monday Night Football on NBC Sports Network. Who the hell knows, right? But either way, if you're... Well, that doesn't exist anymore. Sorry. That got canceled. Yeah, and Fox Sports is becoming something else, too. So anyway, Monday Night Football could be elsewhere. If you're ESPN, what are you you counter-programming with? Guess who's going to fold in this one? Disney. Because the NFL's ratings can't be duplicated anywhere. Anywhere. So... By the way, the deal that Disney paid for Monday Night Football in 2011 was $1.9 billion per year. That expires this year. So based on our, based on the math of 100%. $4 billion almost. Disney Disney has already rejected a deal that is $3.8 billion a year. That was $1.9 billion a year for for the, the NFL rights. It's absolutely absurd. Mickey Mouse will cut the check. 1.1 billion per year for Fox, 1 billion a year for CBS, 960 million a year for NBC Sunday Night Football. Those are the other packages, so you can do the 100% increase on that. So there you have it. That's what's in the lead here on the show on a Monday. The NFL asking Disney, Mickey Mouse, hey, you got a cool 4 billion you want to pass along? Nice little check you want to cut here on the program? No, thank you. We'll see what happens there. Coming up next, there are Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. It's one of our favorite things to do. An athlete has posted something on social media. Sean and I have to try to dissect what it is. We'll do it next here on No Bull with Chris Crespin and Simone. When you take a break from following athletes on social media, head over to nobull.com. If you've got your eye on a new vehicle, I'm looking at it right now. number just keeps going up. they got 17 brands, 21 locations, and 6,866 vehicles currently at your fingertips on nobull.com. You're looking for that new ride. Head over to nobull.com and do yourself a favor. Click the No Bull Express option. You want to test drive a vehicle? They'll bring it right to the front door. You test drive it for the day. Fill out the financial applications right there through the No Bull Express option and finish that process. They're going to bring the brand new ride to your front door as well it's noble.com the noble express option with the earnhardt name that you know you can trust since 1951 locally owned and operated family owned and operated you know you can trust the earnhardt name head over to noble.com 6,866 vehicles i'm looking at right now they keep a total at the top of the screen noble.com noble express option that ain't noble Well, Sean, it's one of our favorite things to do here on the show. Who broke up with who in the sports world on Instagram and Snapface? What did they do? Snapchat, but I know what what, what did Bill Belichick say? I think he called something Snapface or something else. He did, yeah. Yeah. This tweet from the official verified account of Hassan Reddick in 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 the in his description says linebacker for the Arizona Cardinals, so you know it's him. He tweeted 13 hours ago, quote. They want to know if I can do it again, bet, end quote. Well, Sean, who's they? And what That's are we an important betting? question. Are we betting the $14.6 million that is the franchise tag for the linebacker position? Because that is what Hassan Reddick is insinuating by saying they want to know if I can do it again. Now, somebody did in the comments reply to Hassan Reddick and say, oh, you're getting franchise tag. And then Hassan Reddick responded and said, I'm talking in general, he says on Twitter. 
Well, first of all, the franchise tag opening is tomorrow. Tomorrow. You can start to uh, franchise tag players tomorrow. Now, that's the, the window is a few weeks, so you don't have to – there's not going to be like this rush of franchise tags tomorrow. I uh, might see one at most. But um, listen, I think it's a fair question, right? Let's see where, where we're at with Hassan Reddick for another year. The problem is the contract's not lining up with you to get that next look at him because you turned down his fifth-year option back in May. So he's a free agent. So what do you do with Hassan Reddick? Um, you know, franchise tag to me feels like the way you're going to go if you do have questions about who he is as a football player if you're the Arizona Cardinals. It just feels like that's the way to go. I mean, to no fault of his own. You know, I like I look at his career and I get it. It's been 1 year and in the negotiating table they're going to use that against you. But how many things have gone against him as a player since he entered the league, since he was drafted by the mm-hmm. Arizona Cardinals? I, I think we talked about this when he had that monster game late in the year, and people were surprised to see the the numbers, what they were for Hassan Reddick. But if you go back and look at what he's had to deal with since he, started, he entered the league, who was it? James Betcher was his defensive coordinator, year one. Uh, year two, you had Steve Wilkes as his defensive coordinator, another new position group coach as well. Uh, year three. Now it's Vance Joseph, so you're learning another new system, another new set of terminology, being played in different ways as well. I mean, up until this year, I don't think they really played towards his skill set strength at all. Uh, But this was the first year he had the same defensive coordinator, the same system, the same terminology, the same ideas. He could go out on the field and just play and not have to think. I mean, for a young player to not have continuity – it'll set you back significantly. And he's dealt with that every year of his career outside of this year. So it shouldn't be a surprise that the numbers are there, that you're seeing what you thought he could become three years ago now. I think he's I think he's a solid football player. I wouldn't mind rolling the dice on a long-term contract for Hassan Reddick, but if the Arizona Cardinals have their questions and considering they're with him every day at practice and we aren't, they'd have a better idea of, of, of where they're at. Uh, you know, if it's the franchise tag, it's the franchise tag. But that kind of tweet there makes you feel like it's whoever sure. replied to it. It does feel that way. Can I can I read you two tweets from somebody in the in the local Arizona media? And I will I will I will say who tweeted these things. Yeah. But I want to make it very clear up front that I'm not reading these tweets to put this person on blast. I'm reading these tweets because of the time frame on when they were tweeted and what has happened since. So these okay. come from Gambo mm-hmm. from Arizona Sports. These are two tweets five days apart in April, and I just want to read them to you to just show you where the mindset was on Hassan Reddick in April before this season. Cards would have a hard time trading Hassan Reddick. He is a backup making $4.3 million. Not sure any team would want to take that salary on for a guy who is not a starter. Really no spot for him. Can't cover the tight end and undersized, so can't play inside. That's a, That's one tweet. I want to read you the other tweet. It was five days later. Lots of talk about Hassan Reddick lately. I do not see him being cut. Will likely fit in as a rotational outside linebacker. That is how we were talking about, and those in the media. And again, I'm not putting Gambo on blast here, but he's the he's the you know the big insider when it comes to Arizona stuff. So I, I, he's the benchmark here. In April, that was how what the conversation that was the narrative around Hassan Reddick. So one year, one season has changed that narrative into long-term contract extension for Hassan Reddick. I can understand the hesitation maybe in the building by Steve Kahn and others 
of making that leap to multiple four-year, five-year contracts sure. and paying him big money and leaning more towards the franchise. Those now. those that understand the game, though, understand that he should have never been asked to do those things that he just mentioned in his tweet. He needs to be going forward downhill. He finally got to being able to do that this year. They're utilizing his skill strength, and, it, and, and you saw the fruits of it. Those that understand how it all works understand that that's the case. So, um, but, but I don't fault him for most people felt that way back then because we hadn't seen anything yet, right? Uh, I mean, hell, he had seven and a half sacks in his career before the 12 and a half this year. So, you know, yeah, it, and the, the point I'm making it, is that that was where the narrative it. was in April. Right, right. right. And, so, and so, so I don't, and like I said, seismic shift. Like, well, be, again, but you're, there's reasons that probably led to that. Uh, one of them being the continuity, two being the fact that they're utilizing his skill strength correctly now. Um, but I, I, you better believe it. They're going to use the previous three years in the negotiations with Hassan Reddick, and more than likely, this is headed towards a franchise tag because of it. I, you know, and prove it to me. Prove it to me again. Listen, players in a prove it year usually works out in the production column as well, right? Let's just call mm-hmm. it like it is. So it's essentially what you get when you slap somebody with the franchise tag. There's no long-term security. That's why players hate it. But it's essentially a prove it year. You're going to get paid with the top percentage of your position group um but your you know it, it's basically another prove it year for you so if the arizona cardinals feel they got to go that way I, I i don't fault them for it i got some numbers here for you so from 2011 to 2020 the franchise tag or transition tag was used 99 times in that span and as we head into the franchise tag window starting tomorrow and running until uh, i believe march 3rd is the is the last maybe march 9th is the date uh yeah march 9th i'm looking at it now here on over the cap.com so 99 times it has been used from 2011 uh, to 2020. The linebacker position is the position group that has seen the tag used the most. 18 of the 99 tags have been used on that position. That is what the the tag will be for um, Hassan Reddick. That number, if the cap is 180 and a half, which is the widely reported number that it'll be, his uh, that position for him will be 14.63 million dollars, down seven percent from last year's number. So the salary cap coming down has deflated that number by almost seven percent, seven eight percent. So it's a, it's a it's a that's a big drop. That is at the cap at one hundred eighty and a half. We know the floor is going to be one eighty if it if it does somehow maybe fall close to one eighty five. That number goes up a little bit, but the expectation is that that one eighty number is probably right around where it is going to be. So that's kind of the math behind it as the window opens tomorrow. The linebacker group is the group that you see the tag get used on the most, and the number for Hassan Reddick will be $14.63 million, and then the Cardinals can start their offseason from there. Seven and a half, listen, I get it. Seven and a half sacks in his career before uh, the 12 and a half this year. He did struggle in coverage, but again, that's not where his strengths are. Utilize him to the strengths, and you got a productive player, and you saw it this year. So um, I think we're headed towards a franchise tag with Hassan Reddick. Uh, I personally wouldn't mind a long-term deal for him. Heck, you might even be able to get that cap hit number down this particular year below that 14 if you do the long-term contract, which allows you to hit some other areas of need as well. But uh, that's going to be interesting to see. Window opens up tomorrow. I, I don't anticipate a lot of move. You usually don't get a lot of franchise tags right away. You know, you, you, no, you, I don't, they'll they'll push it right up to that. Yeah, March right up deadline. to that. Exactly right. So we'll see where they go and. Uh, but yeah, I, I, he's a player again in our tier of importance of Arizona Cardinal free agency. I have yeah, Patrick Peterson one, one, and I and I, I think we have those two flip. Patrick Peterson one, and I have Hassan yeah. Reddick too. So uh, definitely something they can need, they need to figure out. Yeah, and it's going to be I think this decision whether to franchise tag him or to give him a long term deal or. 
and I don't think this is a possibility, but it is one of the options to just move on from him, like not tag him and maybe somebody else signs him, right? Like not not move on from him that we don't want him, but that you don't want to franchise tag him. You want right. to work out a long-term and deal the with somebody dictates. else. Yeah. Right. I mean, that is that is a potential option. Yeah. Um, that would kind of complicate things even further, I think, for, for the for the Arizona Cardinals this offseason to lose a guy like Hassan Reddick. Uh, coming up next, we'll wrap up this edition of Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone, a Monday edition of Buy or Sell. You heard me right. Normally, this is a Friday staple. We're moving it to Monday. Got a lot of stuff from the weekend to get into. We will get into it next year on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. But first, have to tell you about our friends over at Manscaped. The best in men's below-the-waist grooming and Manscaped just released their brand-new cologne scent to help you feel good and smell good all over at all times. Manscaped, trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, so why don't you join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs? Everybody knows about Manscaped in the Perfect Package 3.0, but they didn't stop there. Complete your grooming game with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. With the same signature scent that's in all of Manscaped formulas, this cologne, the perfect complement to the collection. It's light approachable and gentlemanly in all the right ways think of it as your wingman for the night to keep you fresh and ready for anything beautifully designed glass bottle makes a statement and the manly scent is attractive to set the mood and yeah well check out the perfect package 3.0 as well with all the essentials for your the below the waist grooming needs including the lawnmower 3.0 trimmer and the crop formulations. Yes, talking about the ball deodorant and toner to keep your testes their besties. Now you can use the new Manscaped Refined Cologne to complete your set and smell great anywhere at any time. Go over to manscaped.com, use the promo code NOBLE, and you will get 20% off and free shipping. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the promo code NOBLE. Look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped. You know what, Sean? It's very weird to hear this music on a, on a Monday. I got to be honest with you. This is our this is a Friday staple for for us, where we where we do by ourselves. But a lot of stuff from the weekend, including a ice cream related topic. You've hit me with an ice cream related topic on a Monday. Not really sure how how this is going to play out, but we're going to do it by ourselves here on a Monday. You came to the table with this one, and I think you did it on purpose. I think you wrote this one on purpose because you really just want to push my buttons here with the baseball season right around the corner. By ourselves. The Diamondbacks still don't have a true ace. You're two of the Madison Bumgarner experiment. You got Zach Gallen, a rotation that's kind of, you know, being cycled through. They got some guys in the minors, Merrill Kelly coming back from, from, from an injury and surgery. So buy or sell, Sean, the Diamondbacks still don't have a true ace. You're going to hate me for this. No, don't okay. do it. I'm going to buy it for now. Buy it. Hit the button. Only because the sample size to this point of a Zach Gallen isn't quite there. Now, you know the game better than I do. You know you you trust your eyes better than I do, and you should. You can watch more baseball than I do. But I don't you want to see a little more before you just go, yep, that's our ace. That's the guy we can count on to stop a losing streak. That's a guy we can count on in big game situations where you can send him out and know that we're going we're gonna to be in a good spot late in that baseball game because we got our ace on the hill. Is he that guy yet? I, I don't know if, 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 if I can go there yet. So I have to sell that. Or buy that, I mean. They don't have a true ace yet on this roster because it's not Madison Bumgarner for damn sure. Um, Zach Gallen's the guy it's trending towards, but can you call him your ace at this point? You can and you should call him the ace of this rotation because that's what he is. He's 25 years old. He comes over here in the Jazz Chisholm trade at the deadline. A weird trade to a lot of people. Wow, mm -hmm. you traded your top prospect in order to get this starter. And any everything he did in the second half when he was with Arizona was be their best pitcher. He was their best pitcher in the second half after they acquired him. He's got great stuff. 
He controls the strike zone very well. Go look at some of his spray charts on where he locates his pitches. It's on the edge of the strike zone with almost all of his stuff. He has great location. And then in 2020, in the, in the shortened 60 game season, I know it was a smaller sample size, he's pretty good there too. He's young, He's he, they traded for him because they trusted their scouting and he's done nothing but back that up in the basically, you know, I, he made what? I, I forget how many starts he made in 2019, 15 starts that year and 12 starts this year. So 27 starts in total. So right now, close to a full season's worth of starts in the big leagues. I like Zach Allen. You know I'm a bigger, I'm a big fan of him. I'm, I'm high on him. I think he is the ace because I think he's proven it in the short run that he's been here in Arizona. And I think over a full season where he gets to make probably close to 30 starts as the one of the lead guys in this rotation, you will get to see it. All right, Sean. Over the weekend, I don't know if you saw, you're not a big hockey guy. They played some games up in Lake Tahoe, right on the lake there on the golf course. It was a pretty cool scene. They did have the, the ice issue that kind of delayed the, the first game. They had to play it at night and stuff. It got a little weird there uh, on Saturday. But I will ask you this. Buy or sell, the NHL should have more games like Lake Tahoe. And what I mean by that is not like big stadiums like, you know, you know Michigan Stadium or Yankee Stadium, but games like this in just these remote, obscure locations where they're able to have this nice scenery in the background and the weather will cooperate. Just these cool different venues. Are you in or are you out on this? Buy or sell? I am 100% in. First of all, those pictures, I'm, I'm buying it. They were beautiful. I, I've been lucky enough to go to that golf course twice and cover the American Century Classic Golf Tournament. Uh, so I had a kind of a reference of you know what was there. and I mean, it's just, it, it was beautiful. Uh, if you have your issues from time to time, when you, you know, you may have to delay a game here or there, not ideal. But especially for television, but that was awesome. And if you're the NHL, you need eyeballs on your product. Very similar to the Major League Baseball, you need eyeballs on your product. That was a way to do it, uh, and, and I, th I thought it was outstanding. I thought it was great. They need to do more of these. Bring it here. Let's find a way to get keep ice <laughs> going here somewhere. Find a place what? to put it. I don't know. Wait, give, okay. give us an outdoor you game know somewhere. You know what, Sean? Mm -hmm. You are now the head of the committee. Yeah. That's going to find the place. You right report off, back on this. Right, off, find the place right off the 202 where the uh, Phoenix Rising were playing. Right there. Bam. Just outdoor stadium. Just build something. Right there. Doesn't work for you? You do You do know it's like, I think, like 65, <laughs> 70 degrees. Sedona. Today, right? Sedona is where you do it. Okay. Now we're talking. Now yeah. we're Flagstaff. Right now we're now we Sedona's got Sedona is where going you here. do it. Yeah. But they're okay. I love it. I'm, though. Also, I'm, all, I'm all on board. I'm all on board. Give me eyeballs I'm on also, the sports. I'm also buying this. And baseball tried to do this last year. The, the pandemic kind of ruined it for them. They were going to play a game, and they were going to make. They were going to play in Iowa, and they were basically going to build the Field of Dreams field. And they were going to play a series between the, I think it was the Yankees and the White Sox, mm -hmm. out in Iowa. They were building a stadium just, just cause, just for that like three game series that they were going to do. I think things like this are cool. It doesn't change the integrity of the game. Yes, you have to worry about things like the ice. That does impact the integrity of the game. But you know what? For the NHL, they've been dealing with this ice and sun-related weather stuff anywhere they take the game. It was this was not just a Lake Tahoe not being in a you know in a major place, right? They have these issues wherever they go to try to do these outdoor games. It's a different atmosphere. They're trying to do something different. And I don't think it's gotten to a point where it's it's egregious yet. They just have to kind of figure out some of the the the, uh, the smaller logistics that have gotten in the way. But, man, I love this stuff. I think it's great to promote the game. Everybody on Twitter, and I know this isn't the greatest gauge for it, but everybody on Twitter was talking about it. Like, people that I know that aren't big hockey fans were like, what are they doing? They're playing where? That's good. That's what yeah. you want the, the result to be from this. So I'm in on this. All right, number three, buy or sell. 
Hassan Reddick is the Cardinal that should get the franchise tag. So you, you can pick in another Cardinal. You can pick Patrick Peterson if you want, Sean. But in your mind, Hassan Reddick is the Cardinal that should get the franchise tag. When you say should, I'm going to have to sell that. I'm going to sell it. Sell, sell, sell. And it's the word should that makes me sell it. Uh, we just talked about Hassan Reddick and, and how I would be fine if they did use the franchise tag, but I don't think you ever should use the franchise tag if you don't have to use the franchise tag. If you don't have to have a cap hit on your books that is within the top 5% of said player's position, you, d- you shouldn't do that. Uh, it, it's for situations where maybe you aren't 100% sold on a player like Hassan Reddick. Um, you know, maybe you want to see him run it back again before you give him that long-term contract. It's for situations like that. Um, I, so, no, I don't think Hassan Reddick is the Cardinal that, quote-unquote, should get the franchise tag. I don't think anybody on this roster should get the franchise tag. I'm buying it, as you can tell by the sounder. And the reason why is because I think what has doomed the Cardinals in the Steve Kime era as general manager is their – they, they have to manage their roster and their cap extremely well. And I think one of the pitfalls of that is giving out contracts maybe a little bit too early. And if they give out contracts, they gave out, they paid David Johnson. Had that work out? Now, yes, they turned that into DeAndre Hopkins, but they had to, they had to basically luck into Bill O'Brien just wanting to get rid of DeAndre Hopkins, and they were able to make that deal. These contracts have been have been bad for Steve Kime, right? The Tyron Matthew deal. That didn't work out. I know he got hurt, but when you give out these contracts... It locks you into a cap number. It locks you into what you're able to do cap flexibility-wise. And so you know what? I think the, the Arizona Cardinals look at Hassan Reddick. You had a great year. We didn't pick up your fifth-year option because we, we weren't sure about you. You had a great fourth year. Okay, we're basically going to pick up your fifth-year option by franchise tagging you. You get one more year to kind of prove it to you. And now if we have the two-year sample size of you being the player that we think you can be, then we'll talk an extension. We'll pay you that big money. But for right now... I don't think associating big dollars to Hassan Reddick is good for the Cardinals in the long term. So, yes, I am buying that they should use the franchise tag on Hassan Reddick. Okay. So, Ice Cream, you sent me this story today about Coldstone apparently selling green ice cream, green-colored Lucky Charms ice cream for St. Patrick's Day. So... Also comes with a green waffle cone, apparently. So the question that I have for you, Sean, the cereal that you would most like to be made into an ice cream is Lucky Charms. I sell that with a hard sell. Hard sell, sell. Lucky Charms. No, the the correct answer to this is Fruity Pebbles. All day long, Fruity Pebbles in the ice cream. Fruity Pebbles on top of the ice cream. Fruity Pebbles is the correct answer to this question. Can I can I tell you a secret, Sean? Lucky Charms. If you tell Fruity me Pebbles? you don't like Fruity Pebbles, oh my God, I have to... Am I out? Overrated. Oh, Lord. Overrated. Oh, that's it. I quit. Overrated Stop cereal. Where's the music? Just Overrated Stop. Stop cereal. Stop the music. This is over. It's over. So I'm going to... I can't I'm gonna, even I'm do gonna, it. I'm going to sell. Sell. I'm gonna sell. 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 I'm going to sell the Lucky Charms portion of the, uh, of, of the, the statement. No, it's Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That's the answer. I mean, that's solid, nice too. Cinnamon, a cinnamon-infused ice cream. I that's mean, good. that's what it is. You you could even go Apple Jacks. No. Those are another cinnamon-infused cereal. You're, you're hitting me with Fruity Pebbles? Fruity Pebbles is Fruit money. Loops, Fruit money. Loops before Fruity Pebbles. You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. So on top of, like, a you know a, a vanilla cone, you got Fruity Pebble flakes all over it. Oh, yes, sir. All day long. I, yeah, never a Fruity Pebbles fan. 
it's not not my cereal. Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Apple Jacks and Fruit Loops. Those Cinnamon Toast Crunch is money. Apple Jacks is underrated for sure. I'm oh, sure completely underrated. underrated cereal. I think Fruit Loops is overrated. Fruit Loops vastly yes. overrated uh, by by yeah. a touch, but for sure, but still a good cereal, just an overrated one. Yeah, uh, so no, we're out on the Lucky Charms, and I'm out on the Fruity Pebbles. But for you, it would be Fruity Pebbles. So there mm-hmm. you have it. So you know, Cold Stone. If you want some more ideas, just let us know at, at Noble underscore Podcast on Twitter, and that's where you can follow the show as well to to get uh, up to date with all of the content that we produce here. You can follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio. You can follow Sean on Twitter at S Crespin zero two. You know what, Sean? I'm going to tease it here, and hopefully, we get to pay it off by the end of the week. But we are uh, we are dabbling. With the idea of this show that you that you listen to Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, also being potentially uh, live streamed on Periscope, on Twitter, on the social media, so be on the lookout for that. We're going to be doing some testing later this week, so you might see the Wednesday or Friday edition of the show up live. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But yeah, at Noble underscore Podcast and wherever you get your podcast for all of that content. Everybody have a great start to your week. We will talk to you on Wednesday.